Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns. And you know what? I, I'm enthusiastic and I'm feeling some excitement, but I'll be honest with you, I'm a little tired today. <laughs> I just like to keep it real. You know me. Um, yeah, it was not a, a wonderful night of sleep last night. And, you know, it's just been a very busy, you know, really long, busy few weeks here. Uh, but I'm here and I'm showing up and I'm, I'm going to, you know, reach down and, and grab as much enthusiasm and transform that into excitement as I can. So don't you worry about a thing. OK, I'm here for you and I got you, um, you know, but I, I wanted to make a note here about my uh, schedule, you know. It's turned out over the last, um, you know, as I say, four, maybe five weeks now um, that, you know, because of circumstances, because of different projects I'm involved with, because of different, um, you know, partner uh, partnerships and clientships and all that kind of stuff, uh, I've wound up working seven days a week <laughs> for like the last four or five days. And, you know, I'm no stranger to this. As I've told you, I used to have like 90 hour weeks. So it's still nowhere near as bad as <laughs> I've ever known it to be. But at the same time, I, I recognize because I'm I'm looking at it with mindfulness. You know, I'm accepting that this is what's happening. I'm not, you know, freaking out and trying to, you know, trying to do something rash and 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 extreme to change things. I'm allowing it to be. I'm allowing it to to exist. I'm allowing myself to to exist with it, right? But I'm also in my mindfulness, in my non-judging awareness, right? I'm able to see that eventually this is going to become something that is going to be a problem, right? Like that much I know, right? I know that you cannot work seven days a week, even if it's light work, even if it's work that you love, you need to have some breaks, right? So <clears throat> very shortly, okay, I'm going to start carving out because part of the re part of the problem here is that the weekend, Saturday and Sunday are really good days for people to do coaching, right? Because, you know, if you work five days a week, you know, Saturdays and Sundays are the days that you have where you can do something for yourself, right? Like a coaching, uh, you know, like meet with a coach or, you know, go to the gym or whatever it is that you're doing or, you know, that you could be doing, right? And so... So I want to hold those days open for people, and I'm going to do this uh, this program coming up in a couple of weeks now. That's going to be on Sunday evenings. My webinar is going to be on Sunday evening. So so it's you know the weekends are are necessary, right? So so this has set something up where you know I don't have that downtime, you know, on the weekends. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to carve out a weekend for myself during the week, right? And it's looking right now like it's going to be Mondays and Tuesdays. It, it's been Tuesdays for a few weeks, but as you can see, you know, I'm working, right? I'm, I'm doing my part. Now, believe me, this is hardly work. Like, I don't feel like I, you know, am, am, you know, this is not a struggle for me at all. And I love doing it, this, this podcast and video every day, you know, but it, uh, you know, I have to get dressed. I have to, you know, it's part of the routine, right? I don't have that one day where I can just stay in my pajamas all day, you know? And so, uh, so that's what I'm looking for. And so, so it's very likely that, um, in the next few weeks, I'm going to be shifting my schedule. Okay. So that I'm not going to broadcast a, a, a channel episode in the podcast or the YouTube or my mailing list on Mondays and Tuesdays, but I will do it on Saturdays and Sundays. All right. <clears throat> so I'm just, 
just throwing that out to you. I would welcome any opinions that y'all might have about that. Okay, if you think maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe it's too much. Maybe y'all would rather I didn't do five days a week. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I would love to get some feedback on that, okay? Because I don't know how y'all feel about that, okay? Uh, because I've never asked. And so, um, so yeah, any feedback would be very welcome, okay? But that's just this sort of heads up of a potential change coming down the line, all right? <clears throat> Nothing's nothing set in stone at this point, of course, and anything can change. Pardon me, just grabbing my water here. Um, so, so yeah, I'm actually uh, running my very first Google ads, and I think I got one person signed up for, for my webinar through the Google ads, which is very exciting. You know, there's a few people already signed up for the webinar. Really excited about that. It's this coming Sunday at uh, 6 p.m. my time, which is in the mountain time, uh, which is 8 p.m. on the East Coast and, and 5 p.m. on the West Coast and 7 p.m. in the Central Time Zone. This gets me confused. I've been out here for four years now, and I'm still baffled, <laughs> just baffled by the time zones all the time. It just confounds me. But anyway, and it's very simple. It's not not that it's complicated. I'm not like, you know, doing four different time zones in Europe or Asia or, or you know, sub-Saharan Africa or anything. This is, you know, just four time zones in the U.S., but it's still, it gets very taxing for me. But anyway, um, so so that that's coming up, right? The webinar, a couple people have signed up. It's really exciting. I am super pumped about the content that I'm, I'm creating for this. This is going to be amazing. And I'm really excited to, I'm really excited for you to get to check it out. All right. So you know what, even if you're not really a, you know, even if you don't feel as though you are, you know, struggling with anger, right? Because the, the webinar is going to be mostly about anger, but it's going to also be about you know, mindfulness and heartfulness and compassion and, and, and the, the, the ways in which we can, you know, transform anger into something that's healthy and, and useful, right? Which is really compassion, right? That's what it's ultimately going to come down to. But that's not, I'm not going to, I'm not putting that cat out of the bag just yet. I'm not going to, no spoiler alert here, but, but it's going to tie into that kind of thing, right? And so, and so for that reason, if you're not really, you know, necessarily struggling with anger, but would, but are interested in hearing what I'm going to say in this, in this, uh, um, uh, webinar, by all means, come on in, you know, come on in. There's plenty of room. I mean, it's, it's essentially unlimited. I mean, I think they, they cut you off at like a hundred people or something like that. So, I mean, you know, if we get that close, I'll, I'll make an announcement and I'll just open up another time. You know, I'll do it twice. I'll do a double header. You know, it's not a problem. Um, but, uh, but, but the, the, the thing is, that it's going to be really, it's gonna be a lot of great information, you know, and I got this super, super special offer that I'm really, really excited to give. And it just, it kind of came to me just the other day. Uh, and it's just like a really great way to add value that I'm really, really excited about. So you'll have to come to the webinar to find out what that means. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to tease you. It's good natured. Uh, but it's not like a FOMO kind of thing. It's going to be a real, a true value that's going to be, uh, you know, really, uh, 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 you know, a tangible and, and amazing thing, right? And it's not just a discount, right? So, um, Okay, so 
what I want to talk about today, though, okay, well, actually, sorry, let me let me just wrap up on the on the webinar, just so you understand, right, it's about an hour-long webinar, It's and I, I don't like to use the word webinar, because webinar makes it sound like, you know, just a bunch of people logging on and just watching me talk, you know, and oftentimes webinars are recorded, this one is going to be live, okay, <laughs> I remember last year when I was doing my, or two years ago, when I was doing my live webinars every Sunday, every once in a while, somebody would get on there and, like, try to test you and make sure that you were doing it live and wasn't recorded. So they would like type something in the chat, like say, like say cucumber or something like that. So it was like, you know, you say cucumber, I'm real, you know, <laughs> but this is going to be completely real. And and it's really meant to be more interactive than, than that, you know, so you can really, you know, you can turn on your mic if you want to and or your camera and you can join the conversation, you know, and I'm really, really excited about it. It's going to be a lot of great information. So next Sunday, if you're interested, okay. All right, now moving on to new business. So as I said yesterday, you know, I, I kind of, you know, while I was doing the recording, literally while I was doing the recording, I just ad-libbed and I just improvised something completely different from what I was planning to talk about, right? I feel like it was a good episode. I really do. I feel like it was it was a, a solid episode. So I hope you enjoyed it. That all was completely improvised. It was just flying by the seat of my pants, right? And um, and so, so today I wanted to kind of touch on what I was going to talk about yesterday, but what I'm going to do is combine yesterday's and today's originally planned episodes, okay? So, so, so today, you know, what I was originally going to talk about today was the concept, and this is something we've covered before, but, but the concept of allowing life to arise, right? Or, or allowing life to arrive, like, like allowing it to happen, right? A lot of times, you know, when, when people are experiencing uh, chronic anger, right, which again, as you've heard my stories, and this is going to be another, I'm, I have another personal story today about, about my, well, a little bit about my anger, but more just about the concept of, of just, you know, just accepting the situation for what it is, right? Because, because one of the things that, that, that people who like I used to be and who like you might be, uh, people who, who, who struggle and, and deal with chronic anger, right? They, they, we have a tendency, we, they, you have a tendency to want to control the situations around us, right? And, 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 you know, the, the reason for this want to control, right, is the anger, right? That's, that's the, that's the, the feeling that, you know, if I can't control things, then somehow someone is going to take advantage of me. Somehow, somewhere, I am going to lose something and I cannot handle that, right? Like, that's not okay with me to lose anything. Like, I cannot give an inch, right? That's the way anger makes us feel, right? That, that we cannot leave open the chance for ourselves to, you know, to lose or to become hurt or to become insulted or become, you know, shortchanged in some way, right? Like that's the thing, right? And all of you who deal with anger, you know exactly what I'm saying right now, right? You can feel that, right? And so, so it is, you know, so it is anger that makes us want to control things, right? But here's how anger is really, oh, it's so tricky and so sneaky because not only is that attitude or that, that, that desire to control things, right? Not only is that the, 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 you know, the result of anger, but it is also the cause of anger, 
right? Because the reality is that try as we may, and believe me, I tried for decades, right? Try as we may to control the circumstances around us, we're going to fail. Eventually, we're going to fail every single time right? There is no way to control everything that goes around you, right? Even, you know, even like, like I used to own a business and even then I could not control. I mean, I was the boss. I was the last word on everything, right? I could tell somebody they were fired and make them leave this second, right? And call the police on them if they didn't leave. Like I had full control as much as anybody could have any control over, over anything. I had control over this little, uh, this little restaurant, but I never had control over the little restaurant, right? Because the thing is, as soon as you introduce like, okay, you know, if you wanted to be in full control, there is one way that you can do it. Okay. You can move to the mountains, live in a cave, all by yourself, right? Even then, you can't control everything, but that's as close as you're possibly gonna come, right? But even then, you can't control if a bear comes by looking for some food, you can't control if it starts raining or snowing or flooding or, or what have you, hail, what have you, right? You, you can't control the temperature, you can't control um, erosion of your cave, right? Like if, if the rocks start falling in your cave one night, you, you do not have any control of that, right? So, so even that kind of situation, Right. But certainly when we come back into normal, you know, regular society. Right. You know, there, you know, any time that you're dealing with, you know, multiple people and multiple, you know, circumstances and situations, you know, it, it all just goes sideways and all over the place. There's no way for you to control all of that, even some of it. Right. And that's why really the only thing we can control you know, even not even the, the going up to the, the, the mountains and living by yourself, but the one thing, the one only thing that we can control in our lives from the moment we are born till the time we take our last breath in this world, the one thing that we can control and the only thing we can control and, and only through practice can we control ourselves. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing we have full control over, right? I have control over whether I say, I'm going to get angry about this or not. Right? Well, actually, that's not true. That's not true. The, the anger that I feel is something I'm going to feel. Right? I don't necessarily have control of that, but I have control over what I say, right? I have control over, over how I express that anger, right? And once again, my favorite caveat here, okay, I'm going to pause right now and I'm going to say, do not, please, please, please do not ever look at it as a, a way that you're, you know, as, as some sort of situation where we're trying to stifle or, or control or, or minimize or, or, or wrestle with our anger, okay? That is never, ever, ever, ever going to be a good thing, okay? What we want to do is we want to control the expression of our anger, right? Not to stifle it, not to ignore it, not to run away from it, but to control it in the sense that, you know, that, that I have the, the ability to either say what I want to say in a play, in a way that is rah, roaring at somebody, or I can say it in a, in a, in a controlled and assertive way. That's the key, right? But that is, you know, but but again, it is, and, and only through a lot of practice can we get to the point where we can even control that, right? 
Because again, it's not like I have some clients who say, you know, it's like, okay, that's it. You know, from today on, I'm never going to let anybody bother me again. That's it. <laughs> it's like, I love you for trying that. And I, and I really love that, 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 you know, oomph that you have for that, but it ain't going to work. You know, I mean, it might work for a few days. It might even work for a couple of months, you know, if you're lucky. But eventually, some, somehow, somewhere, life is going to come out and it's going to just, you know, just going to dish out something that's going to throw you off and it's, you're not going to be able to handle that, right? You, you just, it's just not a way it works, right? The only way it works is through in, in, in deepening and, and, and enhancing our self-awareness, which leads to self-regulation, that's the only way it works, right? And so, or, or it's the most effective way it works, right? There's lots of anger management. Uh, you know, I was reading that book I told you about, and I'm not looking to, you know, badmouth anybody's books. I mean, his book is a lot better than my book that's not even written. So, I mean, so I, I have full respect. The, the thing is, though, that I realized that the book was written originally, it was updated in 2004, but it was originally lit, written in, in 1991, which is before a whole lot of neuroscience that's come out that, that really tells us a lot about our, our brains and our habits of our brains and stuff. And some of the treatments that, that are in the book and, and certainly in, in, you know, therapy now, right? Some of the treatments for anger management are not really, you know, not very wise as in terms of, of neuro, uh, neuroscience and neuro uh, research, right? Um, anyway, I don't want to get too into that. But, but, but the idea, though, is that, you know, with practice, what we can control is we can control the way that we interface with our lives, right? And that's really what mindfulness is all about, right? And, and one of the ways in which we can change, right, is we can go from this, this, this kind of, uh, this place of, of feeling like we have to or that we want to or we even can control things, right, and set things to be exactly the way we want them to be so that we'll have a good day and we won't get angry, right? Like, we can do that, right? Or we can simply reverse that, right? We can turn that around. And, and really, you know, again, the, the idea of trying to control things is a mistake right from the beginning, right? It's not something that even happens anywhere in the world, right? In the whole universe, there is never a control of any kind, right? If you look at it, right? Like, yeah, we build waters, we build dams, but even uh, walls and dams, I mean, but even those fail sometimes, right? Like even, you know, we, we cannot you know, even, you know, rocket ships fail, cars fail, you know, we cannot control the things that we think we can control. We try and, and sometimes it works, but, but really ultimately the world will not be controlled, right? In a, in a very big way. And so, and so when we can look at things a little differently that way, and we can maybe align ourselves more with the way nature really works, right? Which is not in control, which has a certain level of chaos to it at all times, and unpredictability at all times. And if we, if we allow ourselves or if we train ourselves to be present, right, really dwelling in this present moment, right, we train ourselves to accept the things that are arising in this present moment, we train ourselves to be compassionate and kind towards what it is that is arising in this present moment, and then we can 
open ourselves with a curiosity to just to allow things to arise and with this kindness, with this acceptance, with this presence, and and marvel at it all. And and and, and say, isn't it interesting how this person is speaking with with these loud words and 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 really seems to be wanting to hurt me? Isn't that interesting? Rather than, oh no, no, you're not gonna hurt me. I'm gonna meet you with my anger, and my anger is stronger than your anger. No hoo hoo hoo, right? Like that doesn't get us anywhere. It really doesn't. Right. And I can tell you that from from much experience, decades of experience. Right. So let me tell you this story. Um, So many, many years ago. I used to be very into golf. Okay, I used to love to play golf. I still do. I, I love the idea of golf. You know, the, the idea of going out there for like two or three hours, maybe even four hours sometimes, you know, beautiful day, just, you know, no buildings, no cars, no, you know, you're out there just walking around in the grass, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and the, the skill of the game. I mean, it, it can be very frustrating, right? But it's a beautiful kind of concept, right? But as much as I love the concept, right, <laughs> golf used to make me so angry and so upset and so frustrated, right? Because again, you're looking to control it, right? You're looking to control where that little white ball goes, right? <laughs> you know, but all you're doing is swinging it and hitting it and, and you're trying to get it in the right direction. But again, you know, and, and this is actually something, a little side note here. Uh, one of my, uh, uh, one of the partners who I worked with, you know, one of my clients, um, uh, you know, for the last like six months or so, uh, until a few weeks ago, he, he graduated he's moved on and he's doing great. Um, but, but one of the things that happened at the end of last season, last golf season, which means like late fall, um, he came into one of our meetings and he was like, he was like, Art, I gotta tell you something, man. You know, this, this mindfulness has helped so many areas of my life and I had no idea how much it was going to help my golf game. But I just played the hardest course around, the one that, that always just eats my lunch. It's like I cannot get anything better than like, I think he said like a 90 or something. And this is a guy who shoots in the high 70s sometimes, right? And he never shot lower than a 90 at this course, right? Which if you don't know golf, that's pretty significant difference, right? Um, and, and so <laughs> so he says, but but just yesterday or just this weekend, I went out to that course and I shot a 79 or something like that. Like I shot a 10, 10 or an 80. Like he said 10 strokes off his best score ever on that golf course. And why did he did he think this was that or why he knew? He didn't think. He knew why this was. He says, let me tell you what it is. I said, please do tell me. I'm dying to know. He said, it's because, you know, and they've said this to me. Over and over and over and over and over for all the years I've been playing golf, he says, they've told me that I have to let the last shot go, right? I got to let it go. And, 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 you know, but that's even if it's a good shot or it's a bad shot. A lot of times we feel like, oh, it's only when you put one in the woods, right? That's when you got to do some work on yourself and get yourself back into, you know, no, but even the good shots, right? Because if you make a good shot, then the next time, you know, maybe you're going to squeeze that club a little tighter. You're gonna, you you got to make another good shot, right? And and so, and that's where your game becomes thrown off, which which means, right, that in order to play golf well, right, or, or, or the, the, you know, the more we can play golf with presence, with acceptance, with compassion, and with curiosity, then the more we're going to be able to let that last shot go and not think about the next shot after this one, but simply be with this 
golf shot. Because just like anything else in life, if we are really with this thing that we're doing, then we're going to do it as well as we can ever possibly do it, right? That's the key. Right. And that's the way the whole thing works. Right. And so so years ago, uh, my wife and I went on. We used to do this like once a year. We would go to a golf school. Right. I mean, it was yeah, it was a golf school. It was definitely legit. You know, you got lots of great lessons. But it was also a time to go up to Vermont and stay in a, a bed and breakfast for a few days and, you know, go out at night and party and have fun and stuff. So it was, you know, it was like a, a fun trip, too. It wasn't just about golf, you know. Um, and and so. I had I had got this was like the second or third year that we were doing this right. And we always used to stay at the same uh, bed and breakfast, which was run by one of the instructors at the golf school. Not connected, you know. You had to know him. Like we got, I got to know the guy, and he was like, "Well, I run a bed and breakfast. You can stay with me." You had to like be approved, kind of thing. And it was great. We had some great times. You know, they, these people were amazing. You know, we set barbecues at night at their at the bed and breakfast. It was really amazing. Um, but but so so. During this one time, right, we we had this, um, you know, we had this, uh, uh, you know, uh, the third time we had gone through. It's like a four day thing, three day thing, something like that. And and during this, you know, they they had one day, like on Sunday afternoon, the last day or something like that. You know, they had the um, one of the golf club manufacturing companies was was doing like a demo at the golf school, right? So I got to try out this different set of clubs, right? That you know now. To this point, I had been playing with the first set of golf clubs that my parents bought me, you know, which had like these graphite shaft and it was like a really not a good set of golf clubs, you know. And of course, this had to, I mean, I wasn't, you know, at the time, I'm sure I did. I blamed all of my golf problems on the clubs, especially once I got to try this other club, right? Like I picked up this six iron and I hit a shot like I've never hit a golf shot before. I was like, whoa, it's like. I need these clubs, like, you know, and the guy was like, you know, I don't know, it was something like some situation where like, okay, yeah, you can buy them from us, but they're like twice as much as you're going to get them from somewhere else, you know, and so I asked Peter, the guy who owned the, the, the bed and breakfast and also was the golf pro, I was like, well, where else can I get these clubs? I need these clubs, you know, but I don't want to pay, you know, two, three times as much Like you're going to charge all the tourists here, you know, so, so, and he's like, okay, yeah, no, there's a golf store, uh, uh, you know, if you're going back to New York, you know, you go on 91 uh, South, you know, when you get into Massachusetts, like right over the Massachusetts border, you, you, you know, you take this exit, you go here, you go there and there's a golf world or something like that right there. And he's like, they got, you know, he called, I think he even called them and said, do you have the Callaway blah, blah, blah clubs? And they're like, yeah, we got them. And it was like, okay, cool. I was like, well, let's, that's on our way. Let's stop and get new golf clubs. I'm so excited. I'm going to get new golf clubs. I'm going to be a real golfer now. And it's going to be so great you know and so we pull into this this parking lot and my wife's like excited with me and you know she's thinking maybe she'll get new clubs and we'll both get new clubs we're gonna be rocking and golfing and loving it and so we pull into this store and we you know and it was like this weird scene right like the doors were open but like no lights on inside like what the heck is going on here so we pulled up and it was like rainy and it was like, it was just this weird, yeah, I think there were like some storms or something. It was just one of the reasons why we would like, 
like left the last day a little early because it was like we're not gonna play golf in this pouring rain so let's just go and buy new golf clubs and like yay you know we got so excited about it and, and what happens is when you get excited about things now it's okay to get excited about things but sometimes when we get excited about things and this I think is also tied into the the sort of uh, tendency or predisposition to the anger um, is that we, we sometimes have a tendency that when we are looking forward to something we attach ourselves we cling to that thing right so so like we can't have it any other way right like it's gotta happen this way right or else we're a failure right like that's the feeling that we get right and so and so we're we're sitting here and we're looking and there you know there's no lights on and you know and so I get out of the car and I walk up to the door and the guy says our power's out I was like your power's out. It's a big store. How's your power out? It's like must be the storm. I don't know. We called the the electric company. We're waiting to hear back from them. Can't sell anything. You know. I was like, do I have cash? I don't have enough cash. I was like, I was like, really? You can't sell me. I I, I need these golf clubs. Like this is like like at this point, I'm like, I'm gonna die if I don't get these golf clubs. Right? Like I'm I'm like, I need these golf clubs darn it, you know, and I didn't say darn it at that time, that was much more colorful language coming out of my mouth, believe me, and so, so we're sitting there in the parking lot, and we're, you know, we're just thinking, like, okay, well, you know, why don't we just wait, <laughs> you know, let's just see what happens, let's wait for, um, you know, for however long, and see if the power comes on, you know, and so we're sitting there, and, and again, you know, because of this idea of control, and because of this idea of, of attachment and clinging that I had to this idea of, of getting these golf clubs today, I couldn't let it go, I just couldn't, I couldn't not get golf clubs, Right. I just couldn't. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just getting more and more frustrated and more like angry at the world. Right. At this point, I'm angry at the rain. You know, if you remember me telling you about that, that time in the pet store, right, where I literally got angry at my cats because why the hell do you have to eat anyway? You know, like that's how I felt towards the rain. Like, God, how can you do this to me? Universe like this is my I need to get these golf clubs. I mean, it look it seems so absurd looking back at it, but at the moment, let me tell you, it was very, very real, and I was getting more and more tense. And then something really amazing happened. It didn't work at that time. It didn't do anything to me at that time. But looking back on it, it was such a big lesson for me that I missed, right? But I'm sharing it with you so that you don't miss it. Another guy comes into the parking lot, right? This dude pulls up next to us. He's about our age, give or take. You know, he's a single guy. You could tell, you know, maybe he's a little younger than us. But uh, but he gets in and he, he like, he, he pulls up. He looks at the store, which is also no lights on, but the doors open. It's really weird. It's like eerie, you know, and, and it's raining. So it's just so weird, eerie scene. And he looks at me and looks at my wife and we look back at him <laughs> and, and he's like, and, and kind of like pause for a second. I said, the power's out. Like they can't sell anything because the power's out. And he sat, he sat there in his car and he's looking at the, at the, the, uh, the, the store. And he was like, you know, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, we're ready to get a new set of golf clubs. And he was like, yeah, my golf clubs are being regripped or something like that. Like, you know, like, damn, like this is damn, like I'm not going to get my golf clubs today, you know. And, and he was, you know, 
clearly not as angry as I was. And, and also understand, I mean, I'm coming off of this three or four day vacation. So, I mean, my anger is as low as it could be at that point. Right. And so the thing that the guy said, though, you know, like I wish I could find him and interview him for this podcast. Right. He said he just sat there in his car looking. He started shaking his head and he said, I got to let it go. He's like, I've got to let it go. And he just said that over and over for like four, five times. And then he just started his car and he drove away. Now, again, that was a lesson. I should have learned that lesson at that moment. I should have said, you know what, babe? That guy's right. Let's just go home. Let's just do our thing. We'll get golf clubs next week in New York. I mean, there's plenty of golf stores in New York. You know, it's okay. That's not what I did. <laughs> what I did was I said, that guy's a sucker. <laughs> Let's find another golf store. And that's what we literally did. We literally wound up driving around for like two hours and never getting the golf clubs because there was some other problem. You know, it was like, you know, by the time I got to the other golf store, I was already really like angry and, and, and grumpy. And, and now, you know, I didn't like the, the way the, you know, the, the guy talked to me or something. And I was like, no, I'm not buying golf clubs from these people. Screw it. Let's just go get a drink. And, you know, it became that kind of thing where the, the day just, just eroded and became this just, you know, went from something that, that had such promise and such excitement to it to something that was just a, a, a like a wet towel. It was just really just a bummer of a day, right? And we look back on that sometimes and we laugh now, right, at, at how we used to act. But at the time, it was no joke, right? So this course that I'm teaching starting a week from this Sunday, right, and the webinar that I'm doing this Sunday, it's going to be all about this, right? It's going to teach you how to, like that other man said, let it go. You got to let it go. You got to just accept the fact that sometimes it's just not the day. It's just not the time. And it's okay, right? I mean, I have golf clubs now. I mean, they're fine. You know, I got the same ones that I wanted, you know. I just got them a week later. And it's and looking back on it, it's like I can't remember, you know, like how it felt even. Like it doesn't matter, right? And that's the other thing. Sometimes in the moment we feel like this is like do or die, but then two years later, five, 10 years, 20 years later, we look back and we say, I don't even remember what I was feeling. Like, how could it have been that big a deal, right? And so that's not to say let things go so that you never, ever do what you want to do. It's quite the opposite, actually. When we can accept things and let go of the expectations that we have, then we can actually maneuver through our lives in a nimble and, and flowy kind of way. We can play loose, right? We can play in the flow. And when we do that, life is pretty sweet. Life is really sweet. And, and most importantly, when we do that, we can really be there for life, whether that's for a golf shot or for a conversation with your 12-year-old daughter at 11 o'clock at night or a walk with your nine-year-old son talking about Pokemon or whatever it is or, or something with your business or something with, a, a, you know, an opportunity in your, your, your career, you know, when you can be with those things. That's when life becomes really worth living. That's when life becomes really fulfilling. And so let me show you how. That's all I'm asking. 
right? And I can show you by just signing up for this webinar. And in the webinar, you're going to get a great offer that's going to make the course seem like, yeah, how can I not do this? Okay. And it's very affordable too. I know I quoted a price that was pretty high last time. It's not going to be nearly that, that much. It's going to be actually very affordable. So, uh, let me know. Okay. I'm going to put a link, uh, to my Calendly. Uh, if you want to jump on a call and talk about this and ask some questions, uh, maybe you have some, some questions about the program and, and you're wondering if it's right for you. Hit me up, book a call with me. Okay. Calendly's having some weird trouble today with their link. So you might or might not be able to get on right this minute. Give it a couple hours. Try again, accept it, let it go, allow life to arise and, and try it again in a few hours. We'll connect. I promise. Uh, but I'm also going to put a link to, to the, uh, to the registration page for my webinar. Okay. As I said, I've already got a few people in there, so you're not going to be alone. It's gonna be exciting. Uh, Sunday night at uh, 6 PM mountain time, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. <laughs> in the East Coast. Uh, so those links will all be down there, okay? And uh, I hope you use them because I, I really, if, you, if you're even considering whether this is for you, it probably is. And so, so check out the webinar. It's free. There's no, no risk, right? It's an hour of your time on a Sunday evening. All right. So check that out. And then we'll talk about the course after that. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I wish you well. I'll be back again tomorrow. And don't forget, let it go today. Okay. Just accept it. Let it go. And just allow life to arise. See how that feels. See what changes if you do that. All right, everybody. Take care.